What is up, fellow thermonuclear AFers? I am Dan Favalli coming at you with another mini segment here. I've been asked a lot about why we haven't addressed the Draymond Green situation. It's because I am neck deep in Team Lookaheads. We do have the Warriors coming later this week. Um, but I figured I would, since I mentioned this, um, there might be a two-pot day if you're listening to this on a Monday. I mentioned this the other one. had some cancellations and ghostings for... Um, other podcasts look ahead, so there will be days where I probably publish three or four podcasts just to get out all those look aheads before the season. I'm very much trying to put out our um, bougie-ass previews for every single team before the regular season starts. They might leak into the regular season at this rate. Um, I'm trying, though. I hope you've enjoyed them. If you have not, go check them out. YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. They're everywhere. Um, before we get into the Draymond Green stuff, just very quickly, um, subscribe to this to this channel wherever you're consuming it if you're on youtube please hit that subscribe button like and comment to help the algorithm love us back uh and also now we're getting into a point where there's just a lot of other alternative content out there since it's not the dead of summer um, make sure you stick with us and recommend us that helps out a ton as well if you're watching on youtube or if you're listening to us on whatever podcast player you use go to the other one and use that too youtubers please head over to apple spotify subscribe download every episode um spotify apple users podcast player people go to youtube and subscribe to us um any way that you can help me continue to grow this community like i said we are approaching some milestones almost 2k on youtube which is 8k shy where i wanted to be and then we're almost at 5k followers on twitter which i just kind of didn't notice so go check us out at those places the draymond green stuff though um there was just a lot to digest you we all know by now that he punched jordan Poole in practice the video was then subsequently leaked uh and it was not great to look at. I mean, we hear about practice kerfuffles all the time, but the way the Warriors are reacting, you kind of knew this wasn't the norm. Green is now taking some time away from the team, he said. He gave a press conference in where he said many different things, um, some of which I will touch upon. It's just a very awkward situation. So I think they're, you know, we need to tackle this from tears. A few of the things, the initial reaction, uh, there are players, a lot of them former, talking about, oh, this happens all the time. I don't, I don't buy that. And I'm not, this is not sourced. I, to this degree, um, knowing the reaction coming from the Warriors themselves and Kerr and Steph, and we'll, we'll touch on those as well. This is not, this, this beats that level of any other practice, just, you know, brouhaha or whatever you want to call it. And maybe it's because the video was released. And so it looks just worse on having that actual footage to me. Maybe I am falling victim to that. But I would be shocked. And just based off some of the current NBA player reactions, when you're looking at a De'Aaron Fox or a John Moran or a Trey Young from the same agency, by the way, saying Draymond trying to get traded to LA was a actually hysterical. Um, even someone closer to being more of a current player and Isaiah Thomas remains unsigned right now. Uh, it just tells me that this was something that was beyond the norm. And then how fast Draymond's people camp went to try and do damage control where it was reported that Jordan Poole's behavior um, because he was going to get paid an extension either in recent months or over the past year impacted it. That again tells me that this, this was not the norm. Even we know now Marcus Thompson did a great job writing about this for the athletic. Um, we know that Jordan Poole and Draymond green are the trash talkers on the team that a lot of them might only be the ones talking during practice. When you look at their personalities to me though, this was a 32 year old man punching a 23 year old coworker, that difference matters when Draymond is billed as sort of the emotional bellwether for this team. Um, we know that he's had extracurricular stuff in the past. You, the LeBron um, getting suspended, excuse me, uh, in the 2016 finals. The Steven Adams uh, shot that led to a point where he contributed to a point, I should say, to where he could be suspended. Um, getting into an altercation with Steve Kerr 
uh, at halftime of a game that might've been the same season or what? Yeah. Was it? I can't remember. Then the, the Kevin Durant um, sideline scuffle uh, that a lot of people attribute to, well, that was definitely why KD left in free agency that year. I will say there's a way to overstate and understate both. I don't know that you look at this and say, well, Dre has already cost the Warriors at least two titles in 2016. And then by chasing, let's say Kevin Durant away in free agency, 2016, I just totally agree with, with the Cavs coming back from a three to one deficit. Uh, two, like the Kevin Durant thing, I, I just believe he was always gone. And I think most people would agree. And so I don't know that you can attribute that entirely to Draymond, even if he factored into that calculus. And then this season, we don't know what's going to happen yet. But that is just my primary concern here is I would love to know how Jordan Poole feels about this. Maybe he'll talk by the time you hear this. I don't know if the onus has to fall on him to talk, but he's the one who got hit. He's the one where it seems like, yeah, there might've been trash talking involved, but the way that Steve Kerr was talking and then Steph specifically, who we know loves Draymond, Steph just seemed fed up with his availability that this had happened. And even Steve Kerr, when he got into some of the questions and was giving just one word answers, I think he said like speculatory to, to one of them, whether Dre would be able to come back and this would be okay. Um, that shit matters. And it, again, it, to me, it, it tells you the scale at which this took place, forget the leak, but the scale at which this took place was abnormal. Maybe not anomalous, but definitely abnormal. So that is what I care about. It's just, I want to know Jordan Poole's thoughts because that's what's going to probably impact this the most. If he can recapture the chemistry or the emotional bond he has shared with Draymond, uh, then the other team, the other teammates, it'll be easier for them to follow suit. But this is on the team to kind of just, I don't want to use the word forgive to sort of call Draymond this cancer, but it's on the Warriors now again to sort of look past, okay, yes, he is the emotional heart and soul for our team, but it also manifests in ways that are detrimental. To Draymond's credit, and I, I think that we're too, not that we're too hard. I think collectively we, on social media at least, we struggle to juggle multiple truths at the same time, which is, do I believe Draymond is sorry? Yes. Do I believe that he's also um, sorry that it got caught or was released on video. Also, yes. Um, do I think that his press conference was perfect on the matter? No. Do I think he was candid? Yes. Um, do I do I think there's no coming back from this? I honestly don't know. There are things that he said that definitely rankle you and should be made fun of. The whole shout out to his family, pulling that David Guetta thing, um, just so weird. Um, I punched him so hard, his family it impacted his family. It's just a wild thing to say. I do also think press conferences are tough, even if in your head you've had time to prepare. I can't tell you how much prep goes into some of my podcasts for these. And I'm not comparing myself to Draymond. Let me just get that clear. Draymond is on another level with being able to deal um, and, and just mentally prepare um, for what he's doing with press conferences at the game. So I'm not saying that I have the same IQ as Draymond. My point is I trip over my words still. I say the wrong things in preps, especially when it's interviews. And I have these notes and these extensive outlines I usually send guests. Um, so you can prepare and stuff can still come out wrong. There needs to be leeway shown at the same time. You know, him harping at all on the leak of the footage, which I actually do agree is an issue because internally, like you want to feel that not players are already under a mic microscope um, and the magnification on that microscope is beyond what I could imagine. And so there's part of me where Draymond says, I've been dealing with stuff off the court and hurt people, hurt, hurt people. I disagree with that just strongly. You're a 32 year old adult and you don't shouldn't have to resist the impetus to go up to a 23-year-old and punch them. Whether you think it's a sucker punch, I don't fucking care. Because Jordan pulled every right to push Draymond, who got in his personal space, and came all the way up to him. That's just a natural reflex. I don't know if Jordan Poole expected 
um, that the people around him were going to intervene, which they really didn't. And Draymond was allowed to throw that punch. It seemed everyone was just going about business as usual because maybe these two chirp and we don't have the audio. I also don't think that matters. And if I had to guess, I think the audio makes Draymond come off worse. That's just, that's just a guess. But I can't bring myself to think, oh, well, Jordan Poole should have been prepared that Draymond was going to swing at him. Mm, I mean, it's still on Draymond, whether you think that Jordan Poole should have been in more of a defensive stance after pushing Draymond, which given how close to Jordan Poole's personal proximity he was and how hostile the interaction was, Draymond coming, I don't want to say threateningly, menacingly is probably the better word. Uh, I could see why he would be pushed away. I don't, if you don't want to call the sucker punch, that's fine. But let's not throw this on Jordan Poole unless he said something actually so egregious that we don't know about. And again, based off what Kerr and Steph Curry specifically said, I just don't think that's the case. I do think there's also been breadcrumbs that maybe the Warriors have been mentioning that Jordan Poole is chirping more than usual. Where Clay was sort of talking about the, the three-point contest, um, the exhibition three-point contest that they had in, I believe they were over in Japan. There's just sort of clues that you could tell, yeah. But that also makes sense because if he and Draymond are the guys who are trash trash tracking against each other while no one is talking in practice, that sort of tracks. And Steph and Clay aren't punching Jordan Poole because of what he's saying verbally. This is all on Draymond Green would be my point. Again, you're a 32-year-old adult. I don't care the profession. There's no such thing as boys will be boys. Like, that's fucking stupid. Like, could we get in the year 2022, please? And thank you. Um, That's not an excuse that I would accept. Um, This is all on him. And I think that he said it, that his actions have to speak more than his words now because all his apologies just ring hollow given how many different issues there have been. But this is just more so he's talking about a player in Jordan Poole that he took under his wing, that he has this not father-son relationship, but like mentor-mentee relationship. And now you've risked that. And he even said uh, it's tough for him to kind of go to Jordan Poole right now, even though he did say that he reached out to apologize to Poole and, of course, his family for just, again, just wild stuff there. Um, And he did, Draymond said he's made a ton of progress as a person. That's not something that I think, when you're apologizing with this, I don't think there can be buts or howevers. Um, I, I think you just own it. And then you try and move on. Him stepping away from the team, don't know how long that winds up lasting. Um, but I do think that it's fair, and I've actually been surprised, and I wouldn't use the word impressed, but just just surprised at how, not against stream on the Warriors fan bases, but how fed up they seem with this behavior. And I do think a lot of that just comes down to, yeah, dealing with stuff like this, and not like this, but along similar lines in the past, but also the way that Steve Kerr, and more specifically Stephen Curry, just seemed fed the fuck up. And so that... That's like, that has to factor into this too, is that you don't want this being another storyline. And, you know, Dre says he's not um, counting other players or other men's wallets. Okay, fine. Um, I have a tough time believing that some of this emotional um, heft doesn't have anything to do with the fact that he's the least likely of anyone who's extension eligible to get an extension. I mean, let's just face it. Um, When you're looking at Wiggins, when you're looking at Jordan Poole, I would expect those two guys to get an extension before Dre. And to be clear, I think Poole's probably the only one who actually gets an extension at the end of the day. Um, but that has to be factoring into this for Draymond. Um, I just think what he did was inexcusable. I can appreciate a lot of what he says, and I do believe he understands the gravity of it. I don't think it rings empty. It rings hollow. Um, but also sort of him alluding to, well, I don't want to tell you what was said because that's the sympathy card. Just sort of implying that Poole was equally, if not more so, or equitably responsible. Not more responsible, but equitably responsible. There is a line you can't cross, especially when you're talking about a specific dynamic. And I know that they're co-workers, and we lose sight of the fact, I think the way with we critique these players, myself included, could probably sometimes just be gross. They're so fucking young. Jordan Poole is 23, 
and was just forcibly struck is the terminology by a 32 year old man. I get that's not your typical workplace stuff, but like that has to matter too. This was a man punching someone who is still like in early adulthood. So I do believe Draymond wants to be better. I do believe that he's sorry, um, but I don't know that I believe he can come back from this with the Warriors. And I do think this makes it more likely that he leaves the Warriors. I would be fairly surprised if they trade him, maybe in a sign and trade this summer, but I'd be fairly surprised if they trade him uh, just because I don't know where you get back for him at this point. He is so good. Um, I think if people say he wouldn't be so valuable on another team, I do believe maybe not now because he's older, but I think that's unfair to just how transcendent he's always been defensively. If he makes watching defense cool and exhaustive and he was still super important to the way that the Warriors defended right up until the end of the season last year. And there's a trade-off where if you just say like, you know, um, if you get rid of Dre right now, let's just say we want to move on from him. There's a trade-off that you might not be immediately able to come back from necessarily. It's you have Kevon Looney still, you have Wiggins, but are you trusting Kaminga and, and Moody to come along that quickly? You already did lose G GP two. I think your defense in the regular season and the playoffs would suffer significantly without him because he's that important when it comes to being instructive, but also insightful and being able to, to sort of act on that. And so you can't just, he's still important to what they're trying to do. I don't know. I honestly don't know if this becomes a distraction for the team. I do not think it's going to be something around which they rally to defend their championship. That's just kind of stupid. And to the Warriors credit, if you, if you want to go this route, um, they ranked in the 75th percentile of defensive efficiency without Draymond on the court last year. Now you're going to have a full season of clay. We know what Wiggins is on defense. Now it might be borderline elite. Still don't think he's one of a top three defender in the NBA. Like some GMs and warriors fans have, have told me, um, yeah, you're missing Gary Payton the second and even Otto Porter jr. Who's probably more valuable to them on defense at points than offense. But like Moses Moody, that's someone who it feels like there's a lot of optimism coming out of camp for him. I do. However, think if you're going to move on from Draymond long-term, it's because you believe that Kaminga and Wiseman collectively, or at least one of them is the answer in the front court. Uh, and I don't, we, I, you certainly can't say that now. And so this season will be about gathering that information, which could become a distraction when Draymond is just sitting there without an extension. But when you, the odds were probably always against these warriors staying together and Steph and clay and Draymond retiring, not the same year, but as all as members of the warriors without playing for a different team. And while Dre might come cheaper than he is right now. And, and let's remember that clay is going to be in the, like the 40 plus million dollars this season. Um, it just always felt like he believes he's either underappreciated or that he was always, I should just put it to me. He was always the most likely one of the three to go elsewhere. And I think that's now significantly more likely. And part of that just might be, do they view him as more replaceable? Because I don't know if he has the same offensive value elsewhere. I'd like to see prime Draymond play on a different team. Um, defensively, I think he would still scale and, and have a ton of utility on, on another organization. That being said, because you have Kaminga and because you have Wiseman and also because you have Looney and maybe even you're thinking about paying, let's, we'll get to that in a second, but you have those three. If you hit on Kaminga or Wiseman and Kaminga definitely feels like he is more um, backbone essence on defense than a James Wiseman would, but maybe I haven't seen enough of James Wiseman. Who am I to, to say anything like that? Um, it's probably because they just believe they already sort of have his successors in place, like to the front court. And you can't say that about 
definitely can't say that about Steph. I don't care how you feel about Jordan Poole. You can't even say that about Clay right now because he's better defensively than Jordan Poole, who can just kind of get tossed around out there or be super stiff and not do anything. Maybe he gets better. He's still young enough where he could. I don't know. Um, and so you look at what Jordan Poole brings as a shot creator, a finisher, a shooter. That might be more valuable to the Warriors at this point because they don't have a ton of secondary scoring still. They have Jordan Poole, who's, I think he's probably, he's come along as a passer. I don't know if you view Clay or Wiggins as those tertiary ball handlers. Maybe Wiggins has more to offer. Clay is still going to be best moving away from the ball. Um, So you could argue right now, Jordan Poole was also in a contract year or extension eligible himself is more valuable to the Warriors in the short and long term than Draymond. If you really wanted to make that case, I would probably push it back against it this season when you're looking at the defensive end, but trying to project forward. Yeah. I mean, this title, this window could close at any point and Poole's younger. So that's going to help him as well. Then it gets interesting if you want to go to Wiggins and Clay versus Draymond. And I just think as wings, they're going to be inherently more valuable if Dre continues to be limited on offense. Um, and look, he's still dangerous out of the short role, but he needs space to work with. And there were teams that were able to give him a headache at points um, with uh, w- with that style. I mean, you look at, um, you know, Dallas gave him some fits. You look at uh, Boston definitely gave him some fits with that in the, the NBA finals. Um, I still think he had some really impactful games, especially on the defensive end. But Wiggins and Clay as wings on offense are just inherently more valuable. They shoot threes and they make threes Um, defensively. That's the question moving forward, not next season. Draymond is still much better than them. I'd argue moving forward. He's still probably going to be more transcendent than clay, but just looking at someone who as a one-on-one wing defender, does Wiggins become more mission critical to this team than Draymond? I don't, I don't know. And there's so much prior to this happening. There's so much, you know, intangibility that needs to be ascribed to the situation. And now I'm wondering that that buoyed Draymond's case. I don't know if it does anymore after this. And I don't think I'm, I'm not saying he's a terrible human being, but I also can't sit here and defend him. It was nice to hear some of the things that he said. And I really do. He was candid. I think that he's sorry. I just don't know if there's any coming back from, from this, this time. And I could see it being, I think the Warriors are going to still end up being in the top three conversation in the West and put up a that viable defense of their title. But I don't think this is something around which they're going to rally and become inspired. And my guess would be, at this moment, if if Draymond Green is still on the Warriors next season, it's almost because he picked up his player option and was so bad that like there wasn't going to be a market for him in free agency. And that might almost be... Maybe I'm being hyperbolic there. I, But and being too caught in the moment. Um, there's so much that can change. We've seen them overcome the the game five suspension in 2016. And when you're looking at the stakes of this specifically, uh, that is clearly more pivotal than a practice punch. If we want to phrase it that way. And so like, maybe I am assigning too much value there, but we know the warriors have to pay all these other people and that, they can say, we've already seen limits to their tax bills, and I'm not going to, I would just pay everybody, I, um, you know, but I'm not a billionaire. My whole thing is they were never going to pay everybody. That's the reality of the situation. And it always felt like Steph would be here. I could see Clay, either them just deciding to pay him because he's Clay, or he would stay here no matter what. And then it kind of comes down to you, are you willing to keep two of Jordan, Poole, Wiggins, and Dre? And at this point, especially depending on how this season goes, I think you would pick Wiggins and Poole. Long, long term, I don't even think it's a question at this point. And I don't, Draymond is like, 
the 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 central nervous system to the way that they defend and was one of the best defenders of all time. Maybe the best defender of his generation, depending on how you like measure that up with Kawhi or even think Giannis is going to wind up factoring into that discussion. So I'm not trying to discredit how much he's meant to the Warriors, but there comes a point where the math wasn't mathing for the Warriors already. If you're looking at how much he wanted to get paid and now it's even harder to make the math work when this happens. And I do think though, I'm not going to speak in absolutes here. I would leave the door open for anything. I'll leave the door open for the Warriors to win 60 games with Draymond winning defensive player of the year at this point. It wouldn't shock me. I think the big thing to watch is how Jordan Poole responds to this and what becomes of their relationship moving forward. Because there was just, there was a line crossed no matter what, but it was a different sort of line this time. When you're just looking at the relationship he had with Poole, um, the backdrop of the extension talks with Wiggins being factored in there as well. And then just, I, I have to come back to, I'm not, Jordan Poole is an adult. I'm not trying to give him a pass if he was to have done anything. I just, the way that Stephen Kerr were talking, I don't know that Jordan Poole could have said anything even remotely sinister enough to warrant that kind of a reaction from, from Draymond. And that's just where I land on this. I am, it's weird, the whole stepping away from the team. I get that they probably don't want to fall into the trap of, oh, the video came out, now let's suspend him. Um at the same time, I think there probably should have been a suspension regardless if it's a mutual parting of the ways for a while. I don't know how he's supposed to work on himself then in a few days, like he said. And so is this going to be a protracted absence? I don't know. And the other thing is just like, whatever's happening with him, I hope he's okay. I don't want anyone in the world to hurt. It still doesn't excuse. You're a 32-year-old adult. Like this, you know, if you were a 19-year-old rookie and letting the emotions get the best of you, but like we've been here, done that, watched some iteration of this, like, a handful of times since he's been in the league. And I don't like using the word outburst because I don't think that's what it is. I really hope that he is like everything that's going on in his personal life is fine. He talks about being a good dad. I, I don't think that Draymond is a bad, don't know him personally, but I don't think he's this terrible, bad person. I also think it's well within the rights, especially if you're a fan who only cares about these players as athletes of your favorite team to be fed up with Draymond and take that stance. I think we all need to juggle the dynamic of athletes or people too, though, and so I wouldn't be just, oh, we need to trade Dre for whatever. Or There's no coming back from this. I won't rule it out, but increasingly so, it feels like this was just a breaking point that I don't, it won't undo the Warriors this season, but the idea of them looking even like, rem not remotely, but bearing resemblance to the core four of Dre, Clay, Jordan Poole, and Draymond the, just I mean even the thought it feels increasingly likely let's phrase it this way as I alluded to already it feels increasingly likely that this might be that this will be the last season we see Draymond Clay and Steph Curry on the same team that's where I'm at with this maybe I'm reading too much into the moment let me know what you think um either on Twitter you can follow me at Dan Favalli at Hardwood Knox on Twitter as well join our discord the link is in the YouTube and the podcast description if you're on YouTube please hit that subscribe button like comment help the algorithm wherever you're consuming us subscribe elsewhere if you're on YouTube Subscribe to us on a podcast player, download every episode, help me grow the community that way. Um, if you're listening to us via podcast player and this is your first time, hey, give us the permanent subscription there. Also head over to YouTube, like, comment videos, subscribe, anything. It would help genuinely a ton. Shout us out on Twitter if you enjoy the work that we're putting into this. Again, the team look-aheads have been a behemoth, but I enjoy doing them. I think that they are valuable, even though the numbers on them this, this year have been um, caps lock rough. Um, but I, I appreciate everyone who's come and listened to those, and I appreciate every single one of you for always listening to me ramble for the, you know, the returning listeners. Uh, until next time, and as always, I leave the shout-out to one, the only, the real culture setter in the NBA. This never would have happened if he was on the Warriors. 
Frank Wilson.